Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast with your host, Andrew Keel. This is the podcast where you can get the education you need to invest 100% passively in the highly profitable niche of mobile home parks. Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Keel, and today we have an amazing guest in Mr. Christopher Nelson of Wealthward Capital. Before we dive in, I want to ask you a real quick favor. Would you mind taking an extra 30 seconds and heading over to iTunes to rate this podcast with five stars? This helps us get more listeners, and it means the absolute world to me. So thanks for making my day with that review of the show. All right, let's dive in. Christopher Nelson is an experienced technology executive, real estate investor, author, and the co-founder of Wealthward Capital. Wealthward Capital is a real estate investment firm with a diverse portfolio of over 3,000 multifamily units, mobile home parks, and ATMs. Christopher shows technology employees how to achieve financial independence through education on creating passive income portfolios. He is currently editing his book, From No Dough to IPO. Christopher, we are excited to welcome you to the show. Andrew, and I have to let you know, I am super excited too. Uh, longtime listener, excited to be a part of the podcast. Awesome, man. Well, let's dive in. Can you start off by telling our listeners uh, a little about your story and how you got into manufactured housing communities? Sure. So my story was one of sudden wealth. And I think it's something that does happen to a lot of employees who do work in technology where, you know, I was heads down working for a number of years in a larger company. And I made a decision to go work for a startup company and really try to get some equity that I could then turn around and invest into real estate. Well, as it goes, I wasn't 100% sure what I was doing. So the first one was an abject failure made no money, but I had a lot of healthy scar tissue. And I went back and I actually used an investor's lens to choose my second company. And that one turned out to be a home run, went through a multiple seven figure IPO. And what I didn't realize is that there is a psychological syndrome called sudden wealth, that when you go through that experience, while it's exciting, it's also very nerve wracking because for myself, I didn't want to be the person that made it and then lost it all. So that was really part of my journey at that point to realize how do I turn this into a financial fortress for myself and my family and set us out to be financially independent. So that journey then led to, you know, how do I actually underwrite real estate? How do I become a passive investor? And I wanted to be the best LP possible. And while I was doing that, and I found some phenomenal investments, was working for some, you know, great operators, I had a lot of friends back in the Silicon Valley that raised their hand and said, how do we get involved too? Because I realized that, that finding passive income is something that plagues a lot of us You know, now that the bond market is fundamentally broken. And so I started off in multifamily. So in, in 2017 and 2016, even before that, I was investing in multifamily where you had phenomenal yields of you know, 8, 9, 10% cash on cash return. There could even be some cash out refis as we saw you know, interest rates go to you know, historic lows. Then what started happening in the last you know, two to three years is as asset prices continue to rise, all of a sudden that income level shrank. And for myself, being this passive income uh, focused investor and really understanding that I needed to get 7% or more out of my investments, that's what took me on the journey from multifamily to mobile home parks. 
I think a lot of our listeners can relate to you. So I'm really excited to dive in today. Do you mind if we step back a second and talk about your technology career? I saw before Splunk, which looks like a data analytics, you know, maybe you could share a little about your time there, kind of your role, and then maybe how some of those, you know, some of those characteristics carry over into what you do today. Sure, sure. So, you know, I play a role in the information technology or IT department at technology companies. So I actually implement and manage the business system. So the financial systems, the CRM systems, the marketing systems, I usually build out the teams that uh, implement these systems for these businesses and help them grow in scale. And so when I was at Splunk, you know, this was a, a real opportunity to help a company that was you know, 18 to 24 months from an IPO, it turned out to be 11 months after I joined, but to really help them understand how they could be more efficient, grow faster in scale, because in technology companies, the faster that you can go from $100 million in revenue to a billion dollars is really going to impact your stock price. And we were able to accomplish that in five years. And what I learned from that is I learned that, you know, being able to number one, be nimble in your processes, understand how do you iterate, how do you do a level of work, and then you actually make it incrementally better every time you do it again. And then also being exposed to the financial systems. I think that's what's really translated for me, being a very astute passive investor and being able to start underwriting you know, investments to being able to partner with operators and understand and dig in how are they running their business? Where are they actually getting their reports? What are their key performance indicators or KPIs? I would say that that W2, you know, experience translated, you know, very well into being a passive investor. And quite honestly, I mean, this is where I want to be in the sense that I love being somebody who is a executive of my portfolio, overseeing it and partnering with the operators and helping them be better versus, you know, being the person who's actually in the park or in the, you know, facility doing the work myself. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Maybe you can tell us about your, your current portfolio. Maybe tell us about Thrive Community Fund. Sure. I just looked at uh, your website and looked at some of your returns from some of the multifamily projects you had on there. And I saw that the the, multi, the mobile home parks had the highest equity multiple uh, yes. in terms of return standpoint. So I always like to point that out because you know mobile home parks, you know, give us uh, give us a little more. Well, yeah, equity multiple, and I think what's even more important is the cash on cash return. Right, right now the Thrive Community Fund is returning ten and a half percent cash on cash return today, mm-hmm. and that you know blows people's mind. But I will say that you know. Number one, the journey from multifamily to mobile home park has been tremendous, you know, and I think it's been a great learning experience. And, you know, I think key takeaways for me, like when I was thinking about, you know, let's not, you know, mince words. When you think of a passive income portfolio, multifamily is really sort of the meat and potatoes. And people then look at mobile home parks and say, well, could that really be a main course? Is that something that's really more of an appetizer? It's more of a dessert? Like, How do I bring that in? And I think the more that I understand and analyze the asset class and I realize like, oh, wait, this is a shrinking asset class. You know, like as we go in, like like people are buying up mobile home parks to build multifamily, to build a class multifamily, right? So you have this shrinking asset class and we're not building parks as fast as we're 
you know, honestly taking them out. Uh, and then you actually have this huge demographic, this need for affordable housing that all of a sudden just, you know, blew up my mind with the sort of supply and demand. I also realized that they're a lot more efficient to run when you look at the expense ratio of a multifamily or a multifamily value add that can be, you know, 50% plus, you know, expenses. All of a sudden you look at a well-run mobile home park and you're, you know, 35% or below expense ratio. All of a sudden I realized this is where the cash flow is. I also realized that, you know, it was very similar to multifamily you know, four or five years ago, where not a lot of people are in the space. Like while you hear a lot about it, and there's a lot of institutions in there, they're very focused on a, you know, niche of, you know, these five-star parks that are in these very specific locations, specific size. That's what they're going and fighting over versus, you know, I know for us, for the Thrive Community Fund, we wanted to, number one, look at markets that were uh, getting the benefit of growth from primary markets that were just you know, booming. So this is where we chose Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is right outside of, you know, Raleigh, Durham, you know, not too far from Charlotte or even the triad itself, you know, Greensboro, High Point and Winston-Salem, you know, it has, you know, a huge military presence, right? So it has this really established, you know, population and growth uh, from that. You also have universities, three small universities, and you have a medical center that's developing there as well we realized there was a huge influx of population, a great need, but there was also geographic density. Fayetteville, North Carolina has 400 mobile home parks, 400, mm. a lot. And then when you think about it, 100 of those are the 100 pads and above where there's a lot of big money chasing it. Our strategy was we wanted to be blue ocean, sort of comes from you know tech is how do we disrupt? Our goal was to, how do we go get some three-star parks that are 75 pads or less, and we go and we acquire, you know, 150 to start with and then continue to add from there. And we run it as a single portfolio where we actually have the efficiencies of operations because of that geographic co-location. And so that's, that's essentially what we've done and, and is the model of the Thrive Community Fund. And then also, you know, really partnering with our tenants to make sure that we are allowing them to thrive. So we do have a post-stabilization where we have an optimization phase where we want to bring in, you know, social services and we want to really allow the community to lean in, you know, and help those residents thrive. I love that. I love that. So tell me park-owned homes or tenant-owned homes, which model do you prefer? Well, so we prefer to buy park-owned and then we want to transition the park to tenant-owned, you know, so you'll find that where our you know, what we're find, finding out there is we're finding, you know, mom and pop owned, you know, uh, smaller parks that, you know, usually have the majority are going to be park owned homes. They usually have an occupancy that's probably 70% or less. Why? It's a cash run business. You know, these owners are making their number. They don't need it. You know, we find that the majority of the owners that we're talking with are in retirement age and they're looking to get out. They're tired. And so they're running it in a way where it's very easy for us to not, you know, pay market for that particular property. And then to quickly, you know, update some of those homes, get new tenants in there and start running it at, you know, a 95% occupancy. And that's a, you know, value add phase one versus then doing infrastructure updates to sort of, you know, value add phase two. 
Very cool. Okay. So it's a conversion model, park owned home, then convert with like a lease option type of thing. hundred percent lease option to buy, right? We okay. want to make sure that we are, you know, partnering with our tenants and ensuring that we're getting the right, you know, tenants in our park that really truly want to partner with us. At the end of the day, we want to have long-term relationships with our tenants. We do want to help them thrive, you know, in our parks and then in life in general. And you'll find that, you know, uh, my operating partners are, you know, come out of Fort Bragg, come out of the special operations services. And our primary focus is physical safety, right? We want to make sure that all of our parks are beyond none. People feel like their kids can be running around the park, like they can go to the bus stop and there is, you know, uh, nothing unsavory or untowards going on in the park that everyone feels first and foremost, physically safe. That's great. When did you guys buy your first park? Uh, bought our first park in July of 2021. Awesome. And how many are you up to now? So we purchased 11 parks so far. So we have, we've purchased, you know, and we were actually closed out our first fund, which our first one fund is we were bringing together, you know, our, our partnership team. We wanted to do a $3 million fund and, and it was actually had a $5 million ceiling. So we raised 4 million. 300 pads with 250 homes. So there is an opportunity for some infill there. And yeah, we literally closed that out last month and that was through 11 parks. Wow, 11 parks since July, 2021. That's uh, right. What type of systems, processes, what type of team do you have to support that amount of massive growth? Well, and so the interesting thing is, so as far as the team goes, right, we have, you know, three main partners. We have myself, I have Bo Wiltshire, who is our, our on the grounds operating partner. And then we have our senior partner, who's Ryan Norris, who a lot of people know through the Archimedes group, right, who is, you know, coming in and providing us. But our focus is really automation. How do we actually leverage, you know, pay near me so that we actually have cashless operations? That's a huge component to convert the park over. The other opportunity that we had is as we were acquiring these different parks is taking actually the best operators that were in the different parks and creating sort of a dream team, right? We had the chance to, to assemble our own Avengers to actually have, you know, park operations. Then we have somebody who's really over collections. And then, you know, from my you know, time as a technology executive, I always look to what can we actually sort of back office and have a centralized team that can manage outbound calling that can respond to a lot of the sales versus who do we actually need in the parks. And that's really what we've done through a series of offsites is broken down each operation step by step, make sure that we have, you know, know what do we need in the park versus what do we need sort of in our you know, operations center, if you will. And quite honestly, we're building that out in one of the parks and we're actually looking to employ some tenants there so that we can really actually create this community of people that are, hey, I'm not just calling you to, you know, check on this or, or do that, but I'm actually a resident in this park too. And, or in this, you know, partnership of parks, you know, that can really help you grow. Very cool. Yeah, I didn't know Bo and Ryan were uh, were a part of of your group. So that's uh, that's really cool. That's a good little triad you have there. Yeah, yeah, great group, and and we just have a, a ton of energy, uh, you know, yeah. together. Yeah, very cool. So, what has been the toughest hurdle for you so far uh, in the mobile home park business? Well, I mean, it's so interesting. I think when you partner with the right people, you know, it makes things easier. But I would say that. The two challenges, number one, has been 
educating my investors that are, you know, fed on multifamily of, you know, educating them on mobile home parks. I think that there is a level of, wait, what is this, you know, not understanding, not, you know, getting clear. And so I think overcoming that by, you know, just education, 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 right? And this is truly what I believe in as an investor is you have to see it. You have to understand the nuts and the bolts of how it works, break it down for people so that they understand the thesis and then get the result. That's also why we started with a smaller fund first so that we could actually be producing results very quickly for our investors. And then we actually have a clear track record of here's what we're producing. Here's how we're executing. I would say that's number one. And then I'd say number two, you know, like any venture, I think it's, you know, teams coming together and moving into position. You know, you have, I mean, knowing, you know, Bo, Ryan, myself, you know, strong personalities, leaders who lead in and it's been a blast. And I think that, you know, but figuring out like, how do we move everyone into their position, you know, turn the crank and get everything moving, you know, has been uber fun. But I think that's also where we've also had some of the most passionate conversations too. Oh, I bet. I bet. So tell me, I assume your introduction into the mobile home park industry is fairly new, right? Compared to your multifamily, which you have, you know, quite a few lot, quite a few units. So oh, yeah. how did you get, how did you get educated on the mobile home park industry? Well, actually, so, you know, while, while I am a, a big passive investor, like we, we, I like to laugh and say, we're a house divided. So my wife is also my partner in Wealthward Capital. She also has Wealthward Realty and she is a huge active investor. She likes to buy and own things. And so what, what happened, the way that this happened, I think is, is, is very, you know, serendipitous in that we were actually looking and saying we need, we were getting great returns. So our, our single family home portfolio that we bought here in central Texas in 2017 is 15% cash on cash return. It's just crushing it. So we're, you know, my wife said, where can we invest? Where can we do more here? I see you're growing this whole passive thing. I want to get into something. So she started looking around and she found RV parks, she found mobile home parks. And when we looked at the operations, we thought mobile home parks would be easier. The only mobile home park guy that I knew at that time in my network was Bo. So I called Bo thinking, oh, we're going to go remotely buy a mobile home park. And he just really started asking some very open-ended questions and think about this and what about that. And, and then at the same time, I emailed a friend of mine in California who'd bought a out-of-state mobile home park in Memphis, Tennessee. And he sent me back this email that I, I'm happy to share with you, Andrew, that read like a horrible movie script of, you know, <laughs> oh, the tenant burns down home, you know, charging me and moving things in. It was just mm -hmm. like, I was just like, oh my gosh. So then I just leaned into Bo and go, what are, what exactly are you doing with mobile home parks? Like, how can I participate? And so uh, that's really how, you know, I got into to it from a uh, investment perspective. But I mean, I, I've been watching the asset classes. One of the things that I do as a, as a passive investor is I always have, what am I investing in? You know, and then what I invest in and then what I bring to my team is always different because I'll make investments where I'm trying to vet operators and do other things. And so mobile home parks were always sort of on my next list to go to. And I really wanted to, you know, invest in somebody like a, you know, Ryan Norris, 
but you know he, he didn't take accredited investors at the time. So this also then created the opportunity of where we could create a vehicle where you know now my my family and I you know with Ryan are actually lead investors on you know what we're doing here in Thrive Community Fund. So we're getting an opportunity to get exposure to it, and then we're also uh, in the operations team. I love it. You know, from a passive investor standpoint, right? What are the most important things? that these limited partner passive investors need to look out for when investing into mobile home parks? Well, I think like anything else, operator, 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 like at the end of the day, right? The operator is either going to make or break it. And so I always, when I think about operators, I always look at either track record of success in real estate, or they've done something else that sets them up for success in real estate. You know, so they have a track record of success in one one thing or the other. The other thing I look at is, you know, what is their passion level? What is their commitment? Right. And why are they doing it? Right. Are they doing it because they truly believe in the asset class or are they really just trying to turn a dollar? Because I believe that the passion of the operator has to be deeper than the dollar, because when things get hard and you may be losing money at that time as an operator because you're trying to take care of your investors, you know, that's when the faint of heart are going to retreat. So those are the things that I look for. And then, you know, as a passive investor, I think it is so important that passive investors understand the mechanics. Like you don't understand, you don't need to understand all the details. Like, do you need to know how to go in and, you know, change a furnace or replace a, you know, water heater in a mobile home? No, you don't. But do you need to be able to look across a PL and go, how is the income generated? Why is lot rent versus home rent? Why is that different? Why is that important? Understanding the expense line and knowing, okay, what should that normally look like? You know, and then also understanding the, the fundamentals of debt and why is this debt better than that debt? But I think that as a passive investor, if you know that, and then you have a strength of operator that you have a good, solid relationship with, you can then put that together because the operator is going to be coming with the thesis of why this market, why this asset class that, that you can then understand, does that meet your criteria or not? And then I think the other component is transparency, right? And that's something that we're very bullish on. And I'm, you know, from a technology perspective, right, I'm a few iterations away, but I want to be able to get to the point where investors can actually click in and see what's happening in park operations real time because they're partners and they should be able to, right? And, and I believe that that level of transparency is also what separates, you know, uh, good operators from great operators, because the more transparent you are, the more that you create yourselves as a partner is important. And one of the things that we've done to support that and move in that direction is we've created an investor advisory board, the Thrive Community Fund. So I take key investors that I know are, are very experienced and I bring them in and we sit down and we go through the books, the business plan in minute detail you know, and we then allow them, we pay for them to come on site every year and host them, you know, at the, uh, and we'll be doing our first one here in September. We're going to host them on site, you know, show them, walk them through the operations and have a big party. Wow. That's fantastic. That's really cool. It's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what does the perfect mobile home park look like in your eyes and why? Well, I think the perfect mobile home park, you know, I'll tell you right now, it does not look beautiful in the sense of aesthetics. I think what it looks like is you have residents who are in there who they are doing very well. They are able to be on top of their rent. They're able to feel that they're physically safe, that they are you know, emotionally supported in their homes and they don't feel 
risk, right? I want to make sure that we're helping them move up Maslow's hierarchy. And then you have an operations team that is, you know, careful and diligent in the way that we're managing that, being very respectful of those tenants. And we're executing a business plan that is making it day over day, month over month, look better. And as a result of that relationship of good, healthy operations, a nice, healthy growing tenant base, we're kicking off unbelievable returns to investors that you know are able to then look at this and say, we're helping other people in our country who are struggling right now, struggling to find a, a good, solid, safe roof over their head, live very well. And as a result of this, we're doing well. To me, that's the ideal investment. Yeah, it's a win-win, truly. Tell us about the future of mobile home parks and where do you see this going? How, how do you see them uh, fitting in with you know, the inflation and a possible recession on the horizon, uh, interest rates rising? Uh, how do you think mobile home parks would be affected? Well, I, I think mobile home parks, like there's such a huge need for a mobile home park. So, so where do I see mobile home parks? I see there's a huge opportunity to really aggregate more mobile home parks and complete infill, get more homes in those parks and run those efficiently. And when I say run it efficiently, this to me is the partnership, right? We want the, we want the tenants to own the homes. We want them to be homeowners. We want them to be able to ultimately lower their over, overall cost of living, but we do want them to be responsible for the utilities. We do want to give them, you know, our partnership is helping them become, understand what it means to be a renter and a homeowner in the United States so that hopefully they could graduate to somewhere else where maybe they are, you know, ultimately own their own home somewhere else. So we want to be in that partnership. So I see us continuing to evolve that. I do see that, you know, we are in a period right now where I do believe that there still is a, a large opportunity to buy. I do see that there is, when I think about the silver tsunami and the baby boomers retiring, I see a lot, a large swath of mobile home park operators that are looking, you know, for an opportunity to turn over their park to somebody else. And quite honestly, a lot of these people are legacy minded. They built it. So they want to turn it over to a company like the Keel team, like Thrive, that is going to really take care of what they've built and evolve that. I do think that we have to be very cautious and aware of interest rates. But at the same time, I think that you know, in depending on how you buy in mobile home parks, I don't think that interest rates are going to be as impactful as they are in multifamily. Because I do think that when you think about recession resistant, like when if the economy goes down, more people are going to come out of apartments and going to be looking for mobile home parks. And right now, I mean, where we are in Fayetteville, we put our last home online and we had in less than 24 hours, no more than 200 applications. I mean, wow. the need for this is off the charts and where we're operating right now, like it is like we, we can't meet demand fast enough, you know, and obviously you have to go through and vet, you know, out of the 200, there's probably, you know, a subset of that that you really want in, but the demand is huge. So I do think that from a recession resistant perspective, it's there. And I just think, you know, and then where do I see the future of the future? I see owners like us should be looking to own our parks in perpetuity and we should be looking to leverage you know, new technology like real estate tokenizations so that we can actually take our parks that we own, fractionalize them, let people get liquidity if they need to, but the people who want the income from these cash producing assets can own it as long as we want. 
Very cool. That, that brings me to the next question. What's the long-term plan for the Thrive Community Fund? Is it buy and hold forever? Is it buy, aggregate, and then you know, sell off to a bigger group? What does that look like? We do believe that we want to buy and hold in perpetuity. We believe that we want to create the Thrive Communities you know, to be a brand, to be a place. Our long-term vision is that somebody sees a Thrive Park and they know, you know what, I may not be in the most optimal situation, but if I go live at a Thrive, I'm going to set myself up so that I can get on to what's next. I can graduate out. I can move on. Or I can live there and feel that I'm actually living, you know, below my means. I'm actually saving money. I'm actually doing very well, you know, here in the park. And we want that brand to live in perpetuity. So our goal is ultimately, and this is where I think you have the fusion of, you know, you have these you know, ex-veterans that operate at a very, very high level coming from the special operations. You have a, you know, a mobile home park operator who says, how do we make our, our operations more efficient? You have a tech guy that says, and we tokenize it, right? We, we basically take these large PPMs, turn them down into these smart contracts and then float on an exchange so that if I'm, you know, own, you know, 200,000 of these tokens and all of a sudden I want some liquidity because I want to, you know, send my kids to college, I want to go, you know, buy a boat, whatever I want to do as the investor, I can then get the liquidity. But as the park owners, we can either get, we can get liquidity too, but we can own that park in perpetuity and then give all of the benefits of ownership to our employees. And our That's investor. very cool. The tokenization theory is pretty cool. What do you think the timeline on something like that before it becomes a reality is? Well, so it's, it's happening right now. I mean, I think what it is, 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 you know, and I've done a lot of research and I, I mean, we are planning and we have in our PPMs, the ability to tokenize in the future. But I believe that the timeline is three to five years before that is something where, you know, you can take any asset that you have and say, okay, I'm ready to tokenize it. And you're moving off your PPMs and platforms and everyone gets these tokens then can go and trade on a market. So we're not that far off. And this is where I'm trying to encourage you know, especially owners that have great cash flowing assets to start thinking about the future that says, the only reason, I mean, so, so let me take a step back. The only reason great owners sell these properties is so that we can do the right thing for our investors and provide them liquidity. I also believe there's other operators here that are motivated because they say, well, wait, me selling these properties is actually me becoming a millionaire. Even if I have millionaires on the other side that love the cash flow, our incentives are to lie and I need to turn this property so that I can get my, you know, seven, eight, you know, figures and then go buy my boats versus how do we actually serve everybody and say, let's actually move this to this platform where we're getting liquidity. And then, you know, and ultimately the goal is to, how do we actually just bring good viable income products back to the market? But I also believe that those of us who are able to hold on to these cash flowing assets in the long term are going to win the game. Awesome. Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This has just been a really awesome uh, value-packed episode. So thank you. My pleasure. Any, anytime. Christopher, before I forget, if people would like to get a hold of you, what is the best way for them to do so? Thrivecommunity.fund. So if you go to the website, thrivecommunity.fund, you'll be able to get a free webinar, see what we're doing on the Thrive Community, and then you'll be able to be notified of anything that's, that's upcoming when... Uh, you know, as it comes up, because we do actually right now have a portfolio under contract that's roughly going to double the size. And we're going to be opening our second fund in uh, late April, early May. Awesome. Well, again, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
My pleasure, Andrew. Thank you so much. All right. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. Would you like to see mobile home park value-add projects in progress? If so, follow us on Instagram at PassiveMHPInvesting for photos and awesome videos from our recent mobile home park acquisitions. Once again, that's at PassiveMHPInvesting on Instagram. See you there.